To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Batavia, what's the one thing you hate most in your garden? Weed seeds. <laughs> Just specifically the seeds? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I can deal with the yeah, we weeds, got this... man, but if they didn't try to multiply. Yeah. yeah. I, You know, it took me a long time to figure out the whole weed situation and it's still I feel like it's an uphill battle for me every year can you stay on top of it okay or yeah there um so one of the things that we do with sharing our gardens and we've talked about how it's a um it's sometimes a tough thing to do to be open and vulnerable and so you oftentimes get feedback from people about their gardens which is what I live for right Mm -hmm. And every now and again, I'm reminded of like the pain that some folks go through and I'm looking around whispering, I really don't have that problem. So weeds are probably at the very bottom of my, it's, you know, driving me crazy in the garden list. Uh, Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've um, been very fortunate. There have been moments in my garden career where weeds have been taller than me in my garden. You know, based on the neglected garden, uh, mm-hmm. but I've been on top of it. And generally speaking, you know, even with this year being a little bit messy, I'm weeding a couple of times a year, and it's really just picking up, you know, weeds here and there. So, well, aren't you just special? I know exactly. That I was, don't even. You know what? I don't even want to sit in the same that room was the as whole you anymore. Preamble, I'm a, like you know, <laughs> I don't know your pain with this. <laughs> Well, so today's special guest is going to be Leonard. Batavia will no longer be sitting in on the show because she has surpassed all of us in the weed game. Leonard, put a reminder on the calendar for the day that this episode airs. Share the 2010, 14, something in the 2010s where uh, weeds were growing out of the cracks of my concrete patio. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to join in the misery. Yeah, and I mean, lucky for the listeners, you got somebody sitting on the panel here that is um, fighting the epic battle, and um, it's I'm I'm getting on top of it, but it is definitely taking time to get on it. But this was a question from our epic uh, listener question show that somebody had, and I'm sorry I don't have your name pulled up, or else I'd give you a shout out. Um, hopefully by the end of the show, I will end up finding that. But um, Leonard, if you could send that over to me, we'll try and get on it. But they were asking about um, weed control. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we could do it just we could we could have answered it very quickly. But there's so many different methods and ways to do it that I figured or Batavia and I both figured that, you know, a full episode would do it justice. So here we are to give it justice. Yeah. And I think that um, I'm okay with us being on kind of two different sides of the weed game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not exactly the way I meant it. Uh, because I think that it's it's easy to take for granted what's not going on in your garden. Hence, again, the preamble. Uh, but yeah. I've seen people post and comment, you know, across the interwebs about how they sometimes they're just literally throwing throwing in the towel you know because they can't it can make you feel that way yeah, though yeah can't get the weeds under control um there's a, a family that i follow on youtube and a part of the reason why well, they have been growing in ground for years and years and I, if i hurt them right a part of the reason in addition to the soil the tough soil they have but a part of the reason why they were moving to raised beds which was from what i can tell a huge investment for them was because of the struggles with weeds like they just saw they knew what their previous gardens and what they were capable of as gardeners and they just weren't getting the production you know but but i'm rambling now And, and um leonard sent it over this question was from Matt on the Facebook group. So thank you very much. And if you'd like to join the Facebook group, head on over to Backyard Gardens Community Garden and have at it. So, but, um, hey, Matt. And for those on the previous 
listener focus question episodes if i didn't give you a specific hey know that young ben and i had a sit down talk and he is going to pause each time he introduces a person to allow me to give the hey because you deserve it <laughs> that sit down talk just happened right now as you were listening just now just now that's how sneaky batavia is oh man it's painful but the reason why we wanted to do this episode now is because now is a really really good time to get on top of your weeds and you couldn't ask for anything better than right now to get it because you're not gonna eliminate them in one season you're not gonna eliminate them in two seasons but you can definitely start to get on top of them and um you know it's just like supporting the show you can do it any way. You can do it on Spotify or you can do it or not. Yeah. Patreon or you could do it on Apple subscriptions. So everybody come join us. And if there's an Amazon Prime Day coming up, which I think there is, there's a link below that with all the products that we use in our gardens tested and happied with that you can buy and purchase for yourself. That will give us a little bit of money at no extra cost to you. And on that note, let's dive into the dreaded conversation of weeds which I can, I've come to realize something in preparation for this episode I was looking around and um, this is a very under discussed topic mm. amongst everybody and I think it's and this is just all assumption I think it's a little bit of a shame game because as a gardener you know we should We feel like we should not have weeds as an issue. And it's a little bit, you know, I show my garden with no filters on it whatsoever. And I've got some weeded up areas, man, and it's shameful. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really hard to get on that camera or sit in this chair and talk about this knowing that I just like you, I've had weeds over my head before. This year I have not. But interestingly enough, as the years have gone by, the weeds that are showing up in my garden are changing mm-hmm. and I'm not happy with mm-hmm. that. I don't know why that is. So there is no answer to that. Yeah. And at least for me, <laughs> have you had that experience? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that, so there's the note of, you know, a weed could loosely be defined as anything you don't want to grow in a particular area. Right. And there's the annual weeds and then there are invasive weeds, you know, and the invasive bits are the ones that, you know, can make you throw up your hands as a gardener. Um, and I think that, I, I mean, I've long stopped. There's not a video or a clip that you'll see where I've weeded in advance. Now, I'm going to keep it real. There's sometimes where, you know, I won't pan over to a certain place. You know, I'm very okay with showing uh, dead uh, plants. Uh, but the areas that weeds grow in my garden, which is pretty interesting, is it's all, it's rarely in my garden beds in the front yard. So that's the newest soil, so to speak. In my backyard, there's some spaces where I'll weed twice in the early part of the season, just because I haven't done some of the things that we'll talk about here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And boy, is that painful. Um, And then I also think that, you know, again, there are just some spots that just don't make sense to sit to show. Um, You have a lot of grass surrounding your garden beds. And God bless you, because managing that up against the garden bed, whether it's high grass or weeds, it's a challenge in and of itself. Well, and the grass that we grow is naturally invasive Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of what we have to grow in this area. And that's one reason why I've never really pulled the trigger to put mulch down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I say every year, I'm like, I'm going to do something with my past. I'm going to do something. But it's just, it's almost not worth it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we just, we take it one step at a time. And if you ever make a new garden bed, like you just crack virgin soil get ready because mm-hmm. the weeds will come out in full force and that's actually not a bad thing you know the wild garden because i started with not doing a raised bed on that and well spoiler alert raised beds are a good way to combat weeds first and foremost but i remember i planted it 
And I had huge tomato plants, 50-pound watermelons growing out of the first year. And then next thing I knew, the weeds were six, seven feet tall. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they were just, you know, you couldn't tell what was what. And that was the first year in which we had cut the or the trees had fallen. We had removed them. The sun was finally hitting that ground. And all of those old weed seeds Mm -hmm. that were in the ground came up and just went to town. And that's the dangerous part about weeds. But... We know that there is a way to kind of get on top of that. And anytime you turn the soil up, you're mm. going to be bringing those seeds back up. And that's maybe that's one of the big benefits to the no no dig gardens is, you know, you're not turning that up. Yeah. But I'm still in the wild garden. I still have weeds. And we'll go over in a second what I'm doing to manage it. But I have to till it. Because I have compacted soil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's kind of like this nasty cycle that occurs. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, yeah. So uh, I think sometimes weed and weed seeds, which is, goes back to the, the answer to their question originally, they're like in every like zombie apocalypse type movie where they're, you know, whatever the group is that you're following, they're moving out throughout like the dead bodies. And Mm -hmm. they think like they're dead, dead, but there's always going to be something that's raising its arm out, you know, (laughs) like there's still a dead life in it. Like those are like what weeds do where everything seems dormant. Everything seems fine. And you put a spade in the soil, it feels like. And the next thing you know, you have ankle high weeds. Um, It's looking for an opportunity. They're looking for an opportunity to grow. Now, on the very slightly positive note. There's life in that soil if you have weeds growing. Completely. So there's and, that. and some of the weeds actually feed the soil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's actually been studies done that say, like, instead of going ahead and clearing your soil, maybe you should let the weeds grow so the roots can continue to till it and move it and all that stuff and then get on top of the weeds. So there's a little bit of both. Like, it's like management, but not like, letting it just go crazy and wild Mm -hmm. and that's going to be really hard for a lot of people to do and i'm not sitting here saying like hey you should just let your weeds grow like i'm not that kind of gardener i'm gonna go ahead and tell you straight up that's why god made compost let's get these weeds out of here but it's you know and as batavia pointed in the very beginning of the show it's all about the weed seeds that's mm-hmm. the end, end of it all. It's all about the weed seeds. You could close the episode now and we could go home. And if you just thought moving forward, seeds, don't let the seeds touch the ground, then you're good. You know, just keep those immature seeds cut, right? Yeah, there's, um, a, we had a, a uh, delay there you were like leaning on one side of the screen and then you pop back up on the other side of the screen it's a little <laughs> bit creepy <laughs> but um but there's um there is this is probably the only year i've done this and maybe a couple of years before in advance um i almost always let my so i talk about this before like as i talk about it it's like i got weeds all over the place who am i fooling uh so the weeds that go between the cage baby and my neighbor's fence that's very hard for me to get to we talked about ways and we'll talk about a bit more here that could actually really really eliminate the problem from my space but those weeds you know they're tall and kind of gangly and it's hard to get to and it's just like a plant that you want vegetable or regular flower it goes through the cycles right you know so they start off short they get taller you know there's greenery and then there are flowers that set and like if you're at that point or before, that's the time to take action because the next step yeah. is the production of those weeds, seeds. And when I say that I weed a garden bed multiple times a year, it's absolutely in that area. Because guess what happens? Yeah. There are seeds, there are tens of thousands of seeds in that soil before we even get to this season already. And every year yeah. that I don't take another step to try to mitigate the future seeds, I'll be adding more. And more. So there's that piece of it. There's also my level of working up the soil, whether it's in the fall or most likely the spring. Guess what I'm introducing to your point a few minutes ago? Yeah. Those seeds spreading. that have been sitting dormant. The yeah. the uh, zombie weed seeds. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I mean, you know, so I think what we should do is we'll go through how to, you know, basically what we do to manage them, but we'll start in fall Mm -hmm. because that's where we're at. And then we'll move on through the rest of the seasons because every season there is something you can do and you can do organic, inorganic, a lot of work, Mm -hmm. no work. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different options, but the bottom line is you, you just, you have to be diligent about it. And I think if, if we all practice what we're about to talk about today, or what we're talking about in 2024, you can really get on top of your weeds. And I'm not going to say you can have a weed free garden, but you can have a completely manageable weed situation Mm -hmm. on your property. And some places are going to be harder than others, but in the fall, everything is like a last ditch effort for the, for everything. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the weeds are putting out seeds. The plants are growing as fast as they can everything is just kind of going to try and keep those genetics going because that you have to remember these are plants and their go- their only goal is to keep the genetics going in survival mm-hmm. and so that's where we have to step in and we have to stop those genetics and the first thing that i always do is i bust out the weed eater mm-hmm. and i just i knock them back knock them right back because one thing i know about plants too especially like this time of year you can kill what's in the ground not everything, but a lot of things, if you stress it enough, it will die because it can't, you grow it, cut it, grow it, cut it, grow it, cut it. And it'll, it will end up dying back at some point because it just can't keep up with that cycle. And that's going to be the biggest thing you can do for me. And then moving forward, there's other steps that you take, but it's once you cut those off and those seeds are not mature mm-hmm. i was about to say ripe but that wasn't the right word not mature then you've basically kind of stopped right there that lineage that's producing and then kind of go through so i'll add to this um because my weed the experience of my weeds is a little bit different than yours it's i'm able to manage this like by quite literally pulling weeds out from the root that's always yes. my preference um and one of the this i mean when we first talked about this question, I'm like, yeah, do we want to do it now? And you're like, this is the perfect time. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, you're absolutely right. This is the perfect time because um, the garden is. Of course is- I was right. I mean, what, what, what are you, new? Mm. <laughs> if, if you're new here, you're going to think, wow, that's kind of weird. This, you know, their dynamic. If you have been here a while, you're going to think, is she feeling well? She's just going to keep on talking past that? Yeah. Just, I'm you know. <laughs> He said something about some new medication, some new vitamins or something he was on. So I'm just going to let you have that moment. Um, so <laughs> it's super damp in my garden. You know, so I'm, yeah. I'm in the north and, you know, our temperatures are dropping. We are experiencing fall like weather, which sometimes looks a lot like spring where it's wet. Um, as of this recording, I think, well, the forecast calls for rain basically for the next four days. So I say that to say I have my fall list of things to do. And weeding and clearing things out is one of them, but I'm not going to bother with it today. I'm going to get on the other side of those four or five days of rain where the soil is pliable. You know, that moisture makes it easy for me. And again, we're talking about I'm probably spending a couple of hours if I'm going to do it, to be quite frank. But I'm able to get those uh, weeds from the root and dispose of them. Right. Which I know Ben's going to comment on dispose do not, do not, do not put yeah. them into your compost pile. No, um, absolutely not. Not unless you get it hot, 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 which most people on average do not get their compost piles hot enough to kill the seeds. Yeah. So the reason why I I really don't have the tools like Ben's describing to kind of like do that kind of chop at the, you know, the base of the plant. So that's one thing for me. Um, it is, you know, all of my garden spaces feel like they're pretty tight squeezes. So I've never invested in that kind of thing. Um, and generally speaking, if I stay on top of it, I'm able to manage things by hand now, because I don't have kind of a equipment, I oftentimes delay it. So the best version of myself, which you'll hear me reference that's not everyday Batavia, but the best version of Batavia <laughs> would 
get on the other side of these four days of rain. So that puts us closer to the weekend. The yeah. real current version of Batavia is probably going to do it as a last effort. So it probably will be another two or three bats of rain before I get in there. The garden will be weeded before the season wraps up. And that's fine. Right. You know, so that's one of the things I want to make sure that I do. While, of course, they will die back over the winter in my area it's still in my best interest because they're still the very ends of producing wheat seeds still it's still happening yeah you know yeah they're still going and i mean to be clear like if i can pull something out by the root 100 mm-hmm. percent will and anything in my garden bed it comes up by the root yeah. but outside yeah, yeah. of it i mean i've had weeds so bad before that i had to take a machete to it and just hack it you know i mean so there's all kinds of different levels of weeds but yeah i definitely go through and a lot of times what it is is i'll record a video and i'll be showing something like for for instance right now my pepper bed had a lot of weeds in Mm it and it's like i should weed it before i do it but then i'll get i'll turn the camera off and be done with the video and then i'll be like all right let me grab a couple of these weeds and i'll just kind of work down the line and just chip away at it one at a time you know but the thing is is you've got to dispose of them like you said Mm -hmm. and you know, there's been things that if we're near a sidewalk or something, we'll throw it on the sidewalk. It's not really an issue, but you don't really want to throw it back in the garden or around the garden because the seeds will drop. And especially if the soil is moist or you're going to get more rain, then you're just it's just going to replant again. I mean, they are prolific as they could be They're uh, Every gardener is different, but there are probably a couple of camps. So if you've watched, whether it's young Ben or I, you know, on Instagram, uh, Facebook or YouTube or any of the socials or any other gardener, there's some people in the moment, they will pull that weed and keep on moving. I rarely do that because guess what I'm going to do as I'm filming? I'm going to pull that weed up and I'm going to end up talking. I'm going to run it in my mouth and I'm going to drop it somewhere yeah. in the garden. Right. And to your point, I'm pulling it up by the root. And guess what's going to happen at some point? That thing's going to settle right. back into the garden. So I want to make it a concerted effort where I'm coming through. Actually, and my plan is. I basically have a bucket with me a lot of times. So I'm putting it inside the bucket, you know, so there's no mistaking on where did I leave the, the 20, uh, the 20, um, you know, little groupings of weeds, right? Because I've been known to do that kind of thing when cleaning uh, 20 little piles. No, that's my method. Like get, get it up and get it out. Yeah, I'll take it and I'll make a pile and then I end up usually feeding them to the chickens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'll do that as well. Um, the biggest thing to keeping them out of your garden, and this is come where, you know, we mentioned at the top of the show how I have grass all around, is getting them down around the garden beds because the weeds will blow. Yeah, the weeds blow <laughs> into the uh, garden. So you've got to go through and, you know, uh, that's big thing. Like, I hate weed eating, but I'll go in there and I will just cut around my garden beds. And instantly I notice a difference. First of all, it looks a lot better, mm-hmm. but all those weeds that are hanging right over the edge, because now when I go to weed them and especially where my sweet potatoes were, because I can't do anything in between um, the sweet potatoes when the sweet potato vines are on the ground and the weeds come up. All of the weeds are coming up right on the edge of the bed where they meet. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. So I'm pulling up constantly around there. And it's one of those things like we had two years ago, we had a weed that we got from my mom's house. She lives about two hours away from us. And she said, I don't know what we had gotten some plants from her. We dug them up out of her yard. And she's like, I don't know what this weed is. But you're going to definitely get it. But it it was really easy to pull up. I mean, you could just grab it with two fingers and pull the root up and all. Mm -hmm. And we were able to basically eliminate that weed within one year Mm -hmm. of just constantly pulling it. So it is possible. Now, the one that we're dealing with now, because remember, I told you they change. It looks almost like a fern of some sort. But underneath the leaves is just full of seeds. And I mean, I'm here to tell you, man, I am waging war on it right now. Between that and the crabgrass or the grass, I don't know what kind of grass it is. And I'm not a weed expert by any stretch of the imagination. But they just, I keep seeing them, especially this time of year as things die back. I can see the seeds falling. (laughs) So we're trying to constantly get around there. Um, You know, so being that it's fall... Definitely go through and do like Batavia does or, you know, like I do and manage that. 
But also what you can do too, is you can just simply get a tarp and lay it on the ground, mm-hmm. you know, a big black tarp and lay it on the ground. That's going to do two things. One, it's going to starve it of light. It's going to starve it of water. And if you're getting some warm days, it'll solarize it and just cook the soil. Now it, I know everybody's about to spam the comments. What about the microbes? Look, sometimes you just got to start over from scratch. You know what I'm saying? And you've got to redo it. And this is a good way to do it because you can leave that on the ground for the whole winter. And you're not even doing so, you know, it'll and it'll artificially warm that soil, cause that weed to grow and then kill it off. And you can go through multiple generations of seeds doing that. On the uh, side of the house, which is basically behind the cage baby, but on the side of the garage. Um, and again, this is still my same neighbor's fence. Every year, every, every, every single year. I had concrete put down on the other side, but just based on the awkwardness of like kind of shimmying, you know, on that side of the garage, it just didn't seem to be worth my investment. And so the garden or the the side of the house is just dirt and some rocks and every year it starts off slow and then the the weeds are basically you know five feet five that's about how tall i am uh, by the end of the season and by then damn you short yeah by then it's uh i don't want to to manage it you know because it's kind of creepy back there you know yeah again if you're new here welcome if you've been here a while you've probably heard enough of my stories and know that i'm a little bit of a scaredy cat uh and so by the time it gets you know waist high i'm just like i'm not sure what's back there but we'll have to see we'll have to see the skeletons next spring uh but this year based on raccoon gate mm -hmm, um i just (laughs) it wasn't in my benefit to wait months for that stuff to die back so my plan was to do this in the spring i didn't get around to it so i waited until midsummer i spent an hour pulling those weeds after a rainy day or a couple of days pulling them from the root disposing of them and what i wanted to do in the summer was put down i have this thicker landscape fabric Right. And so now it's not as scary for me to peek over there to see if there's anything, you know, hanging out there. And I'm checking because it's not foolproof. Right. You know, so the center of, you know, you mentioned a tarp, the center of this landscape fabric is sound. But on either end of it, I'm going to have if it's not weed seeds from my yard, it's going to be blowing in from a neighbor's yard, whether it's directly next door, five houses down, a block down, it's going to happen. And so while I've made things easier for me, which is in part, you know, like that's the win if you can make it easier for yourself, because the idea of eliminating them just doesn't exist. But now it's much it's going to be much more manageable. So I'll be good for this fall going into the spring i'll start to keep a good eye on things in the spring i may have to replace some of the fabric i may have to do some spot pulling next year but again it's not scary town going over there and i'm decreasing the number of weeds that are going to grow up and get into the rest of my garden that's a big key of it i mean you're you're doing that and i mean also for your raccoons you're eliminating a hiding place for them baby by doing that and i mean so you start adding all of these things together and it, it's all around a good thing mm-hmm. for the gardener not necessarily for the land because you know weeds have a purpose i don't know what the purpose is but there is a purpose <laughs> and a lot of times i mean the purpose honestly is erosion control mm-hmm, mm-hmm. roots in the ground stop erosion and coming in a winter that can be a real yep. issue because it's a rainy season it's windy you know all of that stuff but just simply laying that cover down is com- going to make a complete difference in the next year's weeds because you can leave it down for the whole season and i mean the best way to do it and this is my opinion is section at a time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. pick your sections that are terrible and start on them so you can do that and then kind of move your way from there now i'm going to tell you because you mentioned weed fabric and for weed control i think that is the worst thing you can buy is weed fabric if because if you get a weed on top of that, and the seed falls, it's going to grow on top of the fabric. And then when you pull the weed, you're pulling the whole fabric up with it, and you're just making a huge mess. Have you had this experience? Absolutely. I have some beautiful volunteer zinnias that are growing through on top of, in between the dirt and, and the fabric. But there are a couple of things to note. So... um 
a tarp is going to be much thicker and it's not meant to be there forever. The idea of putting landscape fabric is it's designed for me and my space to be a bit more permanent. You're absolutely right. I have not the space on the side of the garage, but throughout my entire front yard, if there's not a, a raised bed, it's landscape fabric underneath and wood chip mulch on top. We know what wood chips do when they break down. Right. You know, so as all kinds of seeds blow around my garden, including weed seeds, they are making a home in various places inside of, you know, the mulch, which is sitting on top of that fabric. So, again, it's if I did nothing, if I had no fabric there, if I just had, you know, wood chips, oh, I'd be stepping over and around, you know, weeds all the time. So, again, it minimizes it, but it's not eliminating it. Yeah. And I. Don't I rarely, if ever, say anything good about wood chip mulch, <laughs> but this is one way that it. I mean, it works, hands down. It works, and you can do. You don't even have to use landscape fabric. I mean, you know, the, the holidays are coming up. Save your boxes. Put the cardboard mm-hmm. down, especially if you want to plant there. You put that cardboard down, and then simply throw a thick layer. And I mean, a, a thick layer, like two to three inches four inches, five inches of wood chip mulch and just let it sit for a year, that cardboard will smother everything. Mm-hmm. The weight of it will, it because it's so dense, it won't let the light through. It'll retain the moisture. The cardboard will rot. And then in a year, you will have pretty fertile soil under there. Now, I've tried leaves. I've tried all kinds. And that does not work. Like straw will help keep it down, but it does not stop it. It, wood chip mulch, in my experience, stops the weeds from growing. For that first year, for sure, you'll have a good showing of it. I think that your mention of the the cardboard is important because it breaks down, right? Yeah. You know, compared to going back to the landscape fabric, it's not. I mean, it's it's just fabric, right? Well, yeah. it, again, it gets you know. It's designed where it's a tinge bit breathable, the ones that I'm using a tinge, but that's the opportunity where, you know, soil gets on top and underneath and, you know, weeds can grow in between. Um, So, I mean, there's the weed control for your established space. Then there's the weed control for a new garden space. And what you just described is a huge step. If you want to, if you're looking at a space you want to garden in, and this is the time we start thinking about an expansion. If you're very new to gardening and you're trying to carve out space, this is such a good time to say, all right, even with grass, which I don't want to get too far off topic, grass, weeds, or anything in between, that cardboard, you don't have to worry about going back in there to try to say, okay, let me pull out this fabric because I want, you don't have to do any of that, right? You know, it just goes away. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It just goes right away. It's feeding the soil too. Yeah, and if you want to start a new garden, I mean, I would definitely figure out the size, put that tarp down mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. and then let it go. Now, I'll tell you um, the unpopular way, which I have resorted to, is um, in my fire pit, we had put uh, weed fabric down, put rocks on it, and then we had weeds so incredibly bad. I, we even talked about it on the yeah, show at one point. So bad. I had, I mean, they were up to my throat. And I could not even walk in there and I had to get a weed killer and spray it. I just, there was, I tried vinegar, I tried salt, I cut it back and I just could not ever get on top of it. So that year I sprayed weed killer on it. Super unpopular. It's not near my gardens or anything, but it's still this one area. And then I came back in the spring and knocked it all back. Mm -hmm. And then it came right back. And so then I sprayed it again and then it came back a little bit less and then I did it again. And I mean, I'm talking months in between treatments. And now I do it like twice a year. And it's getting to the point now where I probably won't have to do it anymore. So it took a little bit of time. But I mean, we had to go nuclear on it and just wipe it out. And it was so incredibly thick that I couldn't do anything about it. And I had another one and I said it on the video. It was like a, I think it's called a shepherd's something. And it spreads by rhizome. And I was pulling them out of the greenhouse last year and they got established on the outside of the greenhouse and they spread underneath and went up and I cannot get them all out of that one area. And again, I had to spray something on it because it was just growing out and killing everything. So that was one way to do it because I tried to smother it, but because it spreads via rhizomes and roots, 
it just you can't stop it mm-hmm. you know so i would have this solid mat so that is one way and that is my last absolute ditch effort after i try everything and i mean i spent hours weeding a two by six area pulling out every root i could and i mean that's a small area to spend hours doing yeah. and then it just came back and got even worse and worse so i had to do something about it but now that i've sprayed it and it's i just did it one treatment it's all gone it's not even an issue anymore yeah so you know that's something that you can do as well it's it's like i said in my mind it's a last ditch effort but that is something that does work and especially now because you'll stop all of the seed growth It'll fall back, it'll die, and then over winter, you may have to hit it again, but at least you can knock it back far enough to where you could then maybe put a cover on it. Yeah, there's, um, gosh, the rocks, the uh, the pebbles. I've talked about this year over year. I love the aesthetic, uh, but, you know, if I had a dump truck full of them for free, I'd still have a slight pause because once weeds grow up in rocks of any kind... Man, it's, I don't know, it's something about them. It's like they just, they're like roaches or something. They just multiply. They're so fine. It's hard to pull them from the root like we're talking about. Um, I remember those years with the the fire pit area. And, you know, again, I think, I don't know that it's shame going back to the the top when you opened. It could be. I, I don't, I'm not discounting your opinion on that. But I'm trying to put my finger on my thoughts around this. It's almost as if, well, what do you what do you mean you don't know how to wash dishes? Of course, I mean everyone knows how. To, like, it's almost yeah. like you're supposed to know how to manage weeds. It's weeds, you know. What's you know not necessarily what's the big deal, but you know, of course you're a gardener, you're growing stuff, you know how to take care of that. And there's just different levels to this. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I um. Well, and we have to think too, evolutionary wise, weeds thrive in mistreated conditions too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's the crazy part about it i mean i never watered that fire pit area once in my whole life and they were the healthiest looking weeds i'd ever seen <laughs> in my life you know what i'm saying there's something about you know nature and, the, and, and not disturbing it but that's a whole different episode uh, so uh, i i think I was tempted to say, put it on a schedule. If you're someone that basically has a schedule for your garden things, add weeding and managing weeds to your schedule. If you're like me and maybe you're a little bit kind of like flying by the seat of my garden pants, um, I manage this like season wise, you know, so before I get started planting a bunch of things in the spring, well, starting with the fall, as I wrap up, I love a clean slate. So my garden will be weedless for as long as it takes me to get to planting and managing in the spring. Right. You know, so once I get things planted, we get those first, you know, bits of of rain. I if I haven't taken care of everything by the time we get to May ish, you know, my garden is starting to to really blossom and the weeds are too, right? You know, so, yeah. so that's a, an opportunity once I get all of my spring things planted, once I start planting some of my summer, like it's kind of ingrained in me. All right, let's do a walkthrough and let's start managing that. And then there's probably for me one more good time in the summer if I'm disciplined and then we're back to fall. Now, this is all things considered. I have spot areas where weeds are really bad. Otherwise, it's kind of like, you know, I call them weed trees, a little weed tree in my strawberry bed. I'll pull it at some point. Um, Now, to be fair, though, those three or four times a year that you really weed, you manage to stay on top of it. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And see, that's the that's the thing, though, because in my garden, like my main part of my garden has gotten a lot better, mm-hmm. a lot, lot better. And I start I'm sorry, I'm drinking a seltzer water. Um, do you like limoncello? I, I don't know if I've ever had it. You ever had the liquor drink limoncello? Mm-hmm. Like I've had like lemon drop shots. Is that what you're? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know what it is. Anyways, <laughs> I got it. And um, I don't drink beer, but this relaxing me it's like the same equivalent to it and i mean this lemon shell is tough to choke down so i apologize <laughs> um it's like a cream lemon drink anyways and um i'll i start like in the fall i do everything we said i mulch i do all of that i weed it in the spring same thing i'll see him coming 
I'll come in when it's time to go plant and I'll start pulling. And sometimes I'll get bad patches, just like you said, and I'll attack those pretty mm-hmm. hard. But and then I'll remulch and I'll plant and then summertime it can be either way because it gets so hot. Like I'm not really trying to do, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm willing to have a little bit of weed to, to self-preservation wise for myself. You know what my grandmother but, said. Mm-hmm. That's when the garden goes mm-hmm. wild. And that's exactly right. Like I just let it go wild at some point. Then when I start replanting, I come back and I do it again. Mm-hmm. And once it's now like when it's cooling off, like I'm, I pretty much stay on top of it periodically. But now my garden's growing bigger and bigger, so it's getting harder and harder to manage all of you know all of these areas. So I just take it one step at a time. Um, and then coming through the winter time, it's the same thing. Special. Go ahead. Managing all of the spaces, you know, taking it one step at a time. I need to underscore that point. There's some people that have, you know, a plot of land where all of their garden space is in the same space and there are others that don't, you know. So if I'm going to go through and and weed this, you know, 20 foot by, you know, 40 foot space. That's all laid out. That's one thing. Still a lot of work, but that's very different than the nooks and crannies that some of us garden in. Yeah. Now, we've talked about fall. And let me say the one thing that I'm doing right now that I know a lot of people doing this may not be able to do, but I'm actually putting my chickens on the land and letting them eat the weeds and then they eat the seed out of it. I give them, I have a little movable pen. I got a little video on Instagram. I've been talking about it a lot on YouTube and um, they get one week in each pen, each section. And within that one week, they basically get rid of everything and then we'll come back. If something's coming back, then we may tarp it or something over the winter. But if you have chickens or access to them, you can do that. If you have a big area you can do, um, you can also, and you guys are going to think I'm you know, ridiculous for saying this, but you can rent goats. Mm-hmm. That's um, I've looked it up. It's about 500 bucks and they'll bring 30 goats to your property. They will block it off with electric webbing and they will just sit in there and just eat everything in like a week and you will have absolutely nothing left. So there are ways to manage all this. I don't raise goats, so that's not really an option. Another thing that I've done is, and we're starting to get into the warm season now, is I have um, on my weed eater, I have a brush cutter extension that you put on it and it's just a blade. And I'll go through and just blade it all down like two, three times a year. And that will keep the really hard, like woody stuff that you can't get up. That'll help keep that down. But in the spring, it's about staying on top of it. And I mean, you should definitely be giving your garden a good weeding before you. And I think most people do before they plant Mm -hmm. and even until the plants get established because they will choke out your plants. Absolutely. In a heartbeat. They will steal the nutrients. They will steal the light and they will cause um, disease because of like airflow issues and stuff like that. They are growing at what seems like, you know, a superhero pace compared to. So uh, sometimes I sometimes on every not every episode when I re-listen to some of our episodes, I think, oh, you know, we kind of skated over this. And so as we're recording, sometimes I have an ear for the thing that we kind of just generally say. And I could be wrong here, but I want to make sure that we're very explicit when it comes to our garden beds and how important the role mulch plays for weeds. Just about to get there. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Leonard would have sent me the outline for today's episode, I would have known. All right. He was, well, we'll have to, that's going in his uh, six month review. <laughs> but um, no, and it, you know, when in the fall, it's an issue because, because you're not really putting a lot of stuff, especially wintertime, but in the spring, we're planting. Mm-hmm. And most people, and if you're not mulching, you need to mulch because it dramatically cuts down on the weeds. It makes them easier to see and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. bare soil will produce a weed, hands down. You you can take that to the bank and deposit it, and that will give you 50% interest on it because yeah, it will <laughs> for sure give you and i mean you've seen this before you know that any kind of i don't care what you put put shredded paper on i don't care you just got to put something on the ground you know and flower beds are the worst because like we have our front flower bed we're like building it out over the years and i mean the trick has really been like plant it Mm -hmm. get it Mm -hmm. something even if you you know i'm cheap so i buy my perennials on sale in the fall 
So in the spring, I don't have a perennial put in there. I'll put, I'll buy an annual and put it in there just so it won't let the weeds grow. I mean, that's all there is to it. So my front yard flower bed, I don't know, it's like 25 feet across. And maybe, I don't know, I get terrible at this. I just know like the property line is about 25 feet. Uh, and right. so maybe it's like 20 feet and then maybe 20 f- feet by six feet. So it's one of my prides and joys. And the reason why I wanted to come back to the mulch bit or, you know, introduce the mulch bit officially is because sometimes when I chat with people that drive by or that, that walk past, it's very obvious to me that it's not obvious what mulch can do. Because one of the popular questions I get is, you know, how do you manage weeds? And so I bring up that bed in particular one because it's the most, you know, uh, prominent to the public. But also when it's when it's growing, once we get to spring going into summer, it's intensively planted. It's almost extensively yeah. perennials. And one thing to note for perennial flowers, I should say, um, is they will take, in my experience, not maybe not every one of them, but a lot of them will take two to three years to get up to the size they really are going to get to, right? You know, so one of the things that I know, in addition to wood chip mulch, which I don't even add every year to that bed, but wood chip mulch also those plants are like really, really cozy. They're sitting shoulder to shoulder and that's helping prevent the kind of creeping in of some of these weeds that are dying to join my street side flower bed. That's the place to be. The common number is plant your perennials 25% closer than recommended. That's the, the number to kind of for combating weeds and stuff. Um, you know, and and I mean, it depends on what your eye wants, but dude, mulch is so important. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, and compost. A lot of people call compost mulch, and I don't consider that mulch. I don't either. I just, I just, I don't like it when people say that because it's just another avenue for a weed seed to take hold and grow. Um, I feel like it's a disservice to the public because we think, oh, well, we're just going to put mulch, um, compost down, so mulch is good, and it's mulch, and that's just. I don't think it is. You've got to add something different because. The mulch breaks down too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and adds to the soil. And it's like I've said this in other episodes and probably a recent one, but go put some mulch down now, come back in the spring and see how much of it's left. And you're going to be shocked. I think it's Absolutely beautiful though, surprised. isn't it? Like, so I look at how thick my leaves, shredded leaves is what I primarily use. And then I do because I get those full free. Uh, and it's a pretty look too. Uh, shredded yeah. leaves. And then I use straw, which I purchase in some spaces and, uh, it's, it, it's just how I feel. I don't know exactly the rhyme or reason why I use it in some spaces and not others. But I'm talking like, you know, maybe not ankle deep, but I'm going three, four inches deep for these leaves, whatever I put them down, whether it's at the end of the season or the beginning of the season. And I'm seeing soil by the time we get to, you know, now. Yeah. Right. You now, know? if you're if you're five, five and you're putting it, th- what did you say, three to four inches? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not ankle deep. You got some weird ass feet. Well, first off, I do. <laughs> Second, I'm sensitive about it and have been from my young girl years. Third, never bring these up again. These feet. <laughs> that just speaks to how I, I just I can't calibrate inches and in feet that. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I'm just messing with you. But I mean, it's the same way for me. You know, it's like they say um, tomatoes put four inches of mulch next to them. And it's not a lie because I do it. And then the end of the year, Mm -hmm. you know, the end of the season, you just see soil Mm -hmm. next to it. Mm -hmm. You know, you can see gaps in it. As a quick um, note, there's some spaces that I will come back in, not as a full project, but I'll add some mulch throughout the season because it just broke down that quickly. Or maybe I started with two inches versus four inches. It all depends. And then the last thing. really is during the season like for instance this year i grew my potatoes and i harvested them and then i didn't plant anything in that bed for like two months Mm -hmm. and i left it i I mulched it but i left it i what i should have done and i will do in the future is i will put a cover crop down Um, that's going to do two things that's going to grow feed your soil and also not let the weeds take hold But also, if you don't manage them, just like we said here, just by simply mowing them or turning them back into the soil, they will turn into a weed situation. They will become invasive in your garden. Mm -hmm. Uh, Buckwheat's really famous for that, but it's so easy. You just come and you just cut it back. And 
I know Batavia doesn't have a weed eater, but you can get one for 20 bucks mm-hmm. that you plug into the, you know, to the wall and drag a cord around. So that's something that you can do. But during the season, it's all about pulling weeds and ensuring that there are not any seeds falling to the ground. So that means cutting them back. And for instance, this year, I'm going to look like an idiot because I'm going to be cutting my grass all winter and I'm not even cutting the grass. I'm just going to be cutting weeds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, that's just all there is to it, you know, because last year I didn't. And guess what happened? They went to seed and they got out of control. So I need to stay on top of it this year and go through and do it that way. Yeah. And um, so it may go without saying, but I'll say it anyway. Like when I'm talking about adding inches and inches of mulch, generally I'm leaving the once we get to the point of planting, the stem of the plant is not covered, you know, so I give them some room. If I yeah. am direct sowing, you know, I'm moving some of that mulch around um, while, again, plants will find their way to the light, right? Uh, seeds will find yeah. their way. Vegetables, weeds, or otherwise, I do try to keep an eye out for if I'm direct sowing something that I want to grow. And then once that thing comes up, I'll kind of push that that uh that mulch back around it so it, it's more of a housekeeping item but i don't want this record this episode to go in out in the record books and let's not mention that right and i mean i'll in the spring i'll have an empty bed and let's say all the mulch is gone or i'll pull the mulch out mm-hmm. i'll put my seedlings in and then a couple weeks later when they get nice and settled and they start to grow then I'll come back and mulch. So mm-hmm. you can do that mm-hmm. as well. And you've got some leeway. I mean this isn't like you have to do it today or you will have out of control weeds. It doesn't work quite mm-hmm. like that, yeah. but just staying on top of, you know, staying on top of it, but and then through the summer the last thing that you can really do is again the tarping method. because you're going to be solarizing that area and you're just going to be cooking it. So everywhere that we're pulling up weeds now the chickens are working we're going to go back behind and plant wildflowers over the fall and hopefully they will take over and i would rather be pulling wildflowers out of my gardens than grasses and fern looking things with nasty seeds looking on them there's a, a farm that's um, so a lot of y'all know i'm from chicago i live in chicago and I'm, I'm on the southeast side and there is a um, a farm that's not far from me and I was over there with a girlfriend of mine and we were doing kind of an unofficial tour and they have an orchard, they have chickens, they have full garden beds or garden rows, a full operation. And I was showing them, they were, so it's connected to a high school, so there are a lot of young people. So I was showing one of the young folks your chicken uh, little, like, uh, whatever that little cage is that you have them in. Mm-hmm. I was showing them that. Like, yeah, so this is what my buddy does, you know. <laughs> uh, so they thought, it was, they, they thought it was pretty cool, right? You know, they have, Did they? Yeah, they, um, they have so few chickens. They don't want to hold, to carry more in that area. They have so few chickens where it's kind of just a novelty. You know, they don't, yeah. they sell produce and things, but they don't sell eggs. And so you guys probably have as many, if not more, chickens than they do. Um, but the area is nice, you know, as an aside, I asked them about wildlife and I was just like, clearly the raccoons are over at my house and not here. They basically say that, you know, they don't have issues with that over there. Um, but no, I mean, I th- if they got chickens, they will. Yeah. Right. I've been watching and I've just so been so enamored by like, I, that was it. I showed them like when you first put it down and then the video when you're like, this is like a couple of weeks later and they've cleared the spot. Yeah. And those were little babies on mm-hmm. that one. I mean, now we're putting the adult chickens out mm-hmm. and it's working out well, but I do need to take a second. I need to tell you guys about the planter app because, I mean, we can talk about weeds all day long. And if you want to intensively plant your garden so you don't have weeds, the planter app is the way to go. I mean, it gives you a square foot interface. It's drag and drop. Combative versus companion planting. Perfect. Tells you everything you need to know. Let's say you had a spot and you needed to weed it and get rid of it. You don't know what flowers to put in. Guess what? They got a whole section for flowers and thousands of varieties of plants to put in. So definitely want to use that to your advantage. There's a link below that will give you a discount because you can sign up for it and use it on your phone, your tablet, and your PC, which I personally love the PC portion because I can sit down and really get on the nitty gritty. Um, It's available in the Apple Store and Google Play. So definitely check that out, especially if you're combating your weeds, because it's the number one way to really 
in my mind, to really plan it out visually and see how things are going to produce in your garden the next year. And that being said, since we talked about the planter app, it is time for our Spotify question of the day. Um, This one comes from don't wait to plant your time sensitive vegetables. So uh, let's see if I can read the name here. Bethany writes. Hi, Bethany. Sorry, that that forcefulness was to him, not you, Bethany. (laughs) I paused because I saw your eyes get really big and you sat up and I got nervous. It's working as planned. It says, um, this is actually a really good one. It says, my tomatoes have septoria leaf spot. I know I'll need to plant them in a different place next year, but how far away do they need to be? I have a raised bed next to my current tomato bed. Is that too close? That is such a good question. So, do they share the same soil? She says she has a raised bed next to it. So, I'm gonna, we're going to assume that they will not be sharing the same soil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, is this septorial leaf spot? Is that a spore one? Remind yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, where's that? I. Yeah. I mean. You got to do what you got to do, Bethany. If, like, it sounds like that's the space yeah. only space she has. Go ahead. I'm sorry. If you're not pressure washing your tomatoes and you're not blowing spores out everywhere, the next garden bed, I think, is fine. I do it all the time. Every time. Now, maybe that's why I get disease every year. <laughs> no, so I, don't there th- is that. I don't think that that's it. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think it's that either. But I think that, um, yeah, I think the next garden bed's fine because I actually went pretty deep on this at one point. And we'll talk about this in the companion planning episode as well coming up. But it was like, if it takes four square feet for a tomato, can I just move it mm-hmm. four square mm-hmm. feet over mm-hmm. in the same bed and it not be an issue? Like, that was my question for that. And, and um, my vote for that is it will be an issue because it's... It will yeah, be. Um, because of the way... Let me rephrase that. It was an <laughs> issue. <laughs> Thanks for that transparency moment. Uh, just a quick note. I know we're running up on time. I didn't think I would enjoy this episode this much. We're just kind of wild. Um like weeds are oh gosh Mm -hmm. i couldn't get away with one corn without one corny joke um so for the cage baby my beloved um technically it's one strip of soil right 30 feet and then i have wooden beds sitting on top three separate wooden beds in between um and while we say things like are you gonna grow tomatoes in the cage baby and i say not next year whenever i get back to it it doesn't mean that i have to grow tomatoes in that entire space yet i could grow tomatoes on one end which again think about 30 feet long one end and even the other end right you know so there's some options so i support bethany even if they're right next to each other and, you know, moving her tomato plantings next year to that space that's right next to where she's growing them this year. If you have some yeah. other option that's further away, bed. go for it. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where you're not I mean, we're not blessed to have farms. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. we can't move our tomato plot six acres away. So, I mean, you got to kind of take the chance. I think the best thing to do, Bethany, is if you're worried about it. And you have to plant there, just stay on top of it next year and know what causes a septoria leaf spot, which is generally uh, moist conditions, humidity, overhead watering, stuff like that. And just try to cut back on that as much as possible, create as much airflow around Mm -hmm. it, and then you can manage it. But I definitely, and I mean, you may, she may have two beds, so she may have to swap back and forth Mm -hmm. every year. But that one year is going to make a big difference, I think. Yeah, yeah. Great question. There we go. Did we answer it? I, I, th- I think we I did. I think so. I mean, okay, Bethany, Bethany there you go. she's going to have to tell us. Yeah, mm-hmm. let us know. But um, if you'd like to be like Bethany and have a question answered live on the air that you think would be helpful for other people, please leave it on Spotify or if you leave it on any of our other networks, Instagram, be Better Gardens, Backyard Gardens Podcast, Sandy Bottom Homestead on YouTube, Backyard Gardens Community Garden. Just put Spotify question in the front because it's easy for us to do. We can filter them out and we will get to them. And if we get too many, we'll just do another episode. Send it to your mayor, your congressperson. Just put Spotify question. Don't worry, we'll get to it. No, just send it to the president. <laughs> Whatever. He'll answer. He'll be like, we got the Spotify question. Got it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Not that I watch the president very often, no matter who's in office, but if they did, I'd be like, oh, okay, I know what to There's do now. There's a weird moment of like, I, I saw your head popping up like, in the press conference. <laughs> yeah, like if you're at the press conference, they're like, oh, uh, and we have this Spotify question, but like, I know. <laughs> so, and you, everybody... Thank you so much. I am pleasantly surprised that we were able to get an episode out of Weeds, but it's an important topic. Um, please find one of the ways that you want to help the Backyard Gardens podcast. And we even have a one-time donation link below. And um, give, us a, give us a hand so we can keep the show going because we want everybody to continue to learn to grow and grow for change. We also want to continue to see you. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Thanks for checking out the show. If you like what we're doing and you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash backyard gardens, or you can be an Apple subscriber. And in both of those, you'll get an extra episode every month. You can also make a one-time PayPal donation with the link below. And you can get all kinds of gardening gear, like t-shirts and mugs and cups from the link below at Teespring. And we have an Amazon store, which has all the products that we use and recommend in our gardens and it helps support our show and we also add to this list periodically so be sure to check it out periodically to see if there's anything that you need for your garden everything that you do including a like and a subscribe and even a review will help us learn to grow and grow for change see ya